0: pull up a bar stool All right, so I've got John Robinson JR my business manager backup CEO back on which means we're going to talk entrepreneurship and specifically John wants to talk about uh, business development and what that means to me what that means to my business Um, and really we're going to end up talking about how we're developing the business next year what kind of things we're going to pull back on take a step back on get rid of We might take a step back on the podcast. Uh, So we'll talk more about that. I hope you enjoy this one. Would love any feedback you have. Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from johnloomer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here's another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week we invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on entrepreneurship. I've got JR, John Robinson, back on the show He's my backup CEO, business manager. What is on your mind today, JR?
1: On my mind today is 2019 and 2020 not yeah. just 2019 <laughs> both years both years for planning annual planning so that's what's on my mind
0: all right so uh, how are we going to attack this today then
1: well uh, the the what I wanted to start it with is like one of the areas that's most important to start thinking about when you're building your plan for 2019 and 20 which is business development. Now, when I started thinking about them, like, man, what is business development? And it's just started to be all these things. I started reading articles on it and asking people. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's going to be way more complex than <laughs> I wanted to think of what is business development. And then I said, well, wait a second. If we're going to talk about that today, let's talk about what business development is to you before I share... Like, all this research that I did to find out what it is. So, what is business development to you when you're thinking about, you know, 2019?
0: Well, I mean, first of all, I would say the definition of that title or that phrase, there are two versions of it for me. I mean, going back uh, when I was working in the real world, working for the man, working for um, you know, y- young young developing companies. Business development was all about partnership development. You mm-hmm. know, find, finding new business partners, new products. Um, where are we going to get new money? It doesn't currently currently exist um, in the future. So that's and so so for me, you know just the label of business development, like um, when we think about that, we don't really do much in terms of partnership. Um, We definitely don't do much in terms of searching out where were these new opportunities with different people, different companies. Um, Just a decision that we've made. Um, You know, that said, I look at business development in my mind for the 2018, 2019 version of John Limmer Digital. It's really all about where's the money going to come from? You know, where's the mm. revenue going to come from? So, you know, what new what new ways are we going to bring in revenue? Um, how, how we're going to develop the the current ways we're bringing in revenue, and, and you know, whether it be bringing in more or or whatnot. Um, that's kind of the way I define it. And the way I
1: look at it. Well, you did hit on one of the five pillars that I narrowed down all of these articles I read and podcasts and friends I talked to, their feedback into these five pillars. And the one pillar that you're talking about right now, it's kind of a combination of a few. So I won't even label it in one, but I'll start with customer growth. Like, customer growth is an area of business development. And what does that mean? That means like, where are you marketing? You know, you what, what, what does customer growth look like? The kind of people that you want to start buying your products or services. That's part of business development for sure. You did mention another one was like business relationship growth. Like meaning, like what are the relationships that we have, affiliate relationships, partnerships that we need to obtain in order to grow the revenue? So you have customer growth and then you have affiliate relationships as, as part of that. And then the next one is product growth or services growth for those that are in the service industry. It's you know, what are you going to do to develop your business in the area of the number of products or services that you offer in the upcoming year. The next one is marketplace growth. Now, marketplace growth, let's take marketplaces as if you traditionally sell on Instagram and Facebook, and let's say you're a sunglasses company, and you've never had a retail store, that's a new marketplace. So if you want business development in the next year, you figure somewhere else to sell. So not only the the audiences, as we talked about earlier, which is customer growth, but now we're looking at different marketplaces. And then there's market share growth. So that's something that says, hey, if I wanna dominate, like for example, for John Lumber Digital, if we said we have 1% of the Fortune 500 Facebook ad training business, if, if we were trying to target you know, Fortune 500 marketing groups that do a lot of Facebook ad, that would be a market share to look at and see what we would do there. So those are the five that kind of stick out to me. Customer growth, marketplace growth, business relationship growth, product growth or services growth, and then market share growth. What? When you listen to those, I would tend to say that you don't traditionally look at all those when thinking about business development. Oh,
0: no, not at all.
1: Perfect. What, what And... and we can go through any of them that stand out to you and be like, nah, I'd never look at that and share why. Or, you know, I don't know how, how to go with that with you. What, what stands out that you're like, no way. I, don't, I would never look at that.
0: I mean, maybe just because it's the most recent one, but I don't care about market share. Okay. I mean, I, I've never been in the business to dominate a space and say there's no room for anybody else. And I feel like there's plenty of room for a whole bunch of people to do what I do. And um, I, I'm also not, you know, I'm not like, okay, I got to buy up my competition, squeeze anyone. Out. Like none of that stuff. It, I think that's all
1: silly. So I, I like that you talk about that because I believe that when people are starting into their entrepreneurship ventures and they start thinking about their market, the market share there, like, oh, well, they already do it. Then nine times out of 10, they don't even try. Mm -hmm. And when I look at that, I'm like, perfect. I'm glad someone's already doing this because now I don't have to educate them that market on what it is I'm trying to do. I just want to do it a little bit differently. So it's no different than Uber and Lyft. When this whole idea of getting into a stranger's car to take you from point A to point B was unheard of, Uber had to spend all Uber money on trying to get people to understand that's a safe thing to do. And if Lyft said, oh, well, there's somebody already doing it, then they would have never got in. But by getting in, they just do something different, offer it differently, better prices, whatever the distinctions are. So I like when you look at how you handle market share to say there's room for everybody, because there is. There really is, and if yeah. you're starting an endeavor as an entrepreneur, flip your mindset if you think that, oh, well, they're already doing it, they're already creating that, that type of game or tr- that type of, of towel or that type of whatever. Like, please, you can. there's room for you.
0: Prime example of that, um, for whatever reason, over the last couple of weeks, I've decided I want to get into quiz software. And uh, mm-hmm. so I want to start you know, creating a series of quizzes that people can take on the website uh, to test their Facebook advertising knowledge. And so the first question is, not what should the quizzes be and what are the questions, but what software is going to make this work? Um, and that's not an easy question to answer because yeah. <laughs> there are... You know, at least top level, dozens of these pieces of software out there that that does something like what I want, and I'm sure there are hundreds, if not thousands, of of these things out there. Um, and there, there's a reason why there are dozens or hundreds or thousands of them out there. Um, now not everybody succeeds, but there's a need out there, and I could tell you, even though I think I found the software I'm going to use. None of them do everything I wanted to do. Mm. And that's the ultimately, what it comes down to is like there there's a need that that someone can fill. and yeah. maybe maybe that's you that make, makes it even just a little bit different than something else out there.
1: Gotcha. That makes sense. The, so I'll go back up the the list again because something else is standing out to me, which is a very contradictory thought. And I said product growth or services growth. When you think of business development, I think that most people or most organizations don't think that business can develop when you do less Mm -hmm. product growth or less product service or less services offerings. With that being said, we have a couple of adjustments this year that we're making within the John Loomer suite of products and services that we're testing out. Talk a little bit about that, like a couple of things that we're changing in our product or services mix.
0: Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think we're in a, a bit of a unique place and then it's a quote unquote mature company of seven years. Um, but my, my whole thought is, okay, where am I spending my money? Where am I spending my time? Um how could we do things differently and more efficiently? so a couple of examples are uh, first of all, and I wrote a blog post about it today for anyone who, who's curious I shut off my my messenger bot now that 's not a matter of you know this 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 is a product for me right now or anything like that, but it 's the way I do business um so i've i 've kind of you know, going back and looking through all the ways I do business, the ways I communicate with my audience, the way the things I spend money on. And I'm like, should I still be doing that? And ultimately, I decided I don't, I don't need this bot anymore, at least yet, at least not now. So, up until now, it feels like I'm just doing it because I feel like I'm supposed to be doing it, not fully invested in it. And it's not working for me. So I'm turning it off And I think it's going to make life easier So that's the first thing And the second thing And I sent out an announcement uh, last week For PHC Entrepreneurs Is I'm taking a step back With that PHC Entrepreneurs community Um, So while we're doing this John and John now uh, We have shut the door We're not accepting any new members uh, Any new paid members In this community Uh, We'll continue to manage it the way we are Throughout the rest of 2018 do the John and Johns and whatnot, and starting in 2019, we'll slowly open the doors. We'll we'll invite in um, current PHC Elite, PHC ba- ba- PHC Basic members into it, but just as subscription product. So just the community. That's it. We're not going to do the John and Johns. Um, just we're trying to create you know more of a robust support community for entrepreneurs, and then opening it up to the public with the thought process being 2019, um, let's build this, this community, because I feel like maybe we, maybe we got ahead of ourselves with PhD Entrepreneurs, let's build this community, I'm gonna spend less time on it, um, get, but get a better sense with volume of people, assuming it goes that way, um, what people want, what's valuable to them in, a, in an entrepreneurship community then maybe we look to, to monetize it again in 2020. Uh, but two ways right there that, one, where I was spending money, um, and it actually cost us a ton of time in terms of support with the bot. And the second one, we, we actually made some money, but it's like I'm dedicating time and we're not doing it the way we want it to be doing it. This isn't the going, going the direction I want it. Um, let's take a step back. Uh, so those are, that's a couple of examples right there.
1: So I love the fact that you can take a step back in order to take a step forward in business development. And that's something that a lot of people don't get as a strategy, as a possibility. So this is good. And for those that are listening, I, I want you to really look at what can I take a step back from so that I can take a step forward somewhere else. So with that being said... You're taking steps back with those two things. Are you taking a step forward with anything else or are you just yeah. status quo?
0: I think so. I mean, a couple of things just to clarify on that too. With those two steps b- back, I mean, that's only possible if you're honest with yourself and willing to have a bit, little bit of humility and say certain things didn't work or aren't working the way you want them to. Um because I think far too often we have this go get them" attitude that no matter what, it's going to work. We're going to make it work or whatever. And it's like, why? I mean, if it's not going the way we want it to, let's fix it. Let's do, or do something differently or not do it at all. Um, so, like, with the bot, I'm, like, taking a step back and saying, I'm not saying I'm never going to use a bot again, but it's kind of a waste of my time and money right now. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to use it right now. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, so where am I going to dedicate? So the whole thought process here was when I, was, when I took the step back and looking at you know where I'm dedicating my time and money, so I want to start focusing it more efficiently on the things that matter most. Um, looking back at this year, I want to spend more time actually doing the training courses again. Andrew's been awesome. Uh, I feel like it's been one of those, those relationships where it's, it's been perfect in so many ways, but I think ultimately... Um, I end up then leaning on him too much, and like expecting him to do training. Where in the reality is like, this brand is under my name, and I feel like I I enjoyed a certain uh, I enjoyed creating as well, and I want to get back to creating. Uh, so I'm going to need time in order to to create
1: those products. One one thing that shows up for me to bring to attention is this idea of. you outsource and like when you go and you you partner and and you know like for us that we have a great relationship with Foxwell digital and there's a danger in that sometimes and i think the danger that i'm hearing you say is like man i like doing it and i kind of miss creating that value so i'm going to take a step forward to get that feeling back is that is that true is that kind of what shows up for you too as you re, re-engage
0: yeah it's you know i was talking to, to lisa my wife about this the other day it's it's a weird thing because um, you know we, we, this time last year we're thinking about all the things that i want to do less of that i don't i don't like doing or i feel like you know i can have somebody else do and that kind of thing um, so when it ended up being okay then i'm other people are going to write blog posts, and then other people are going to do the training. You lose something. I, I lost a couple uh, the, the the feeling of accomplishment that goes with doing things that at least those early stages of work you don't really enjoy. But once you get over that hump and you produce and you create and you get the feedback and, you, and it helps people, that's the that's the the sense that I'm missing. Um, Mm -hmm. And so you got to think about what you throw away when you give up certain things that you think I don't really enjoy doing um, as a result. So um, so, so that's the thing, I want to get back to writing more content again. I want to get back to doing the trainings myself again. And um, those are the two primary things that are going to take more of my time that I need to start looking at where I'm dedicating my time now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and just to give those a refresher for the concept that John and I have talked about multiple times, which is this idea of delegation. And through the last few years, we have purposely tried to build up the delegation muscle, meaning really feel confident about moving from this radical sense of I have to do it to, okay, I trust those to do the work for me. Now Um, that whole framework was love, like, and hate. And it was like, okay, what if 20% of what, or 80% of what, or let's do good, better math. 70% of what I was doing, I hated 20%. I liked and 10% I loved and trying to figure out how to switch it to the other way is 80% of the stuff I love to do, 20% the same of what I like and 10% what I hate. So there is some type of magic that happens when you're trying to figure it out. And what you've learned is like, yeah, some of the stuff I didn't like doing, I needed a break from. Sometimes you need a break from some of those things. Maybe it's not a permanent hate or dislike, uh Maybe you just need a break, just like running. I would describe you as not a "I'm in love with running" type of person. Yeah, I think you're on the edge of like and hate running. Oh yeah, I really don't <laughs> enjoy
0: writing, running. But there's a certain amount of accomplishment I get from reaching goals and and doing you know and doing it. And I know yeah. I need need to, do it to be healthy, but uh, you know somewhere we need to find some middle ground. Like I went from mm-hmm. feeling like I need to do everything to this last year, I wrote less than I've ever written. Um, you know, I, I did the training for Jan- for February, I think, uh, and maybe just February, maybe it was February and March, I don't remember. And then Andrew started doing it during my busy time with baseball, which is great. And then, get to the point where Andrew's like, okay, we're through that time, through like June or July. Um, are you going to do some training now? And I was out of practice. My mind wasn't on Facebook ads. And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, yeah, because otherwise I'll do it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> go for it. So then I never really got back into it. And then so for the entire year, for the most part, I haven't been doing training. But there are times when, at least for my personality, it helps to not have that uh, that safety net right mm-hmm. let say we've got all right we've got no training coming up in 2019 what am I going to do I'm either going to live with less revenue or I'm going to do something about it and yeah. um, I'm going to figure out a way <laughs> you know I'm going to have to create some training so it's good to it's why it's good to have some some in between there, some middle ground where it's like, um, I still want to be able to create. I still want to have, you know, my stamp on the business and the content content that's created. And uh, we'll see where we're talking in a year from now, though.
1: Yeah, I think that as you anyone approaches the end of the year, and you think about what middle ground conversations you need to have with yourself. I think almost everything, every relationship is up to think about, you know, up to, you know, ponder over. Even, for example, our relationship, like right now we're looking at, all right, we've been doing this for seven years. It's evolved uh, through the years. And then we got kind of lazy and thinking, wait a second, where's the value of this? And there's nothing personal about it. I think Mm -hmm. every strategic relationship has to be looked at. All right, what's the middle ground here? Because this isn't working like it used to. I don't really know the value anymore. Um, What's possible? Just that healthy thinking on any strategic relationship can make the following year annual plan or or the the impact of the following year can be better by just having a healthy conversation about what's the middle ground here or is it something i should get away entirely from and that's completely okay as well so um we talked about market share growth we talked about product growth services growth and retraction like meaning taking some steps back the business relationship growth we don't do a, much, a lot of, of like affiliate marketing, and, and you know we're not trying to develop areas of getting a bunch of people to give referral codes and ask you know to refer our businesses. But for those people that do, that is you know one pillar to be thinking about for 2019 and 20 is you know where are the relationships that I can create that will help. Reach whatever goals you have, monthly subscribers, revenue goals, profitability goals, whatever they might be. There could be some strategic partnerships that could help on that. But in the John Loomer digital world, we don't, we don't lean on that too much, right? No. And um, We did in the beginning, though. We did yeah. in the beginning. In the beginning, because I
0: had limited revenue streams. Mm-hmm. So it was survival that um I would you know a large chunk of my revenue in the early days was from affiliate affiliate marketing. Now that was before I created my first product. Mm-hmm. And really it was almost as soon as my eyes opened to the world of what happens when I can create my first product that I took a step back and said, you know what? All this affiliate stuff, I don't like the fact that I make money when I recommend a product. I'd rather not make money when I recommend a product so that when I make a recommendation, people know it's sincere. I'd rather not use the ad space on my website promoting someone else's stuff when I can use that same space to either declutter or promote my own stuff. But it wasn't until you know, I actually sold the product and realized the potential there that I saw what I should be doing.
1: Yeah. No, that makes sense.
0: And that was probably end of 2012. So it's like this continuous cycle where we see end of a year. Where it's like, whoa, maybe I need to do things a little differently next year.
1: Well, it's no different than seasons. I mean, for those that have watched, that live in end climates that you have all four seasons, I don't because I live in San Diego. But for those that do, you get to see the changes every year like the forest gets bigger or the trees get bigger that everything changes so there's going to be changes at the end of every year and your business is no different no different at all all right so last two again because I like that we've gone through the five focus areas for business development marketplace growth and when we talked about marketplace growth earlier I was just talking about where the marketplaces are like meaning if you sell but in Facebook, but you don't sell in brick and mortar, or you sell brick and mortar and you don't sell in social media, well, there's also another facet of it, it is uh, creating a new brand within a marketplace. So when you think of like Nordstrom, when they created Nordstrom Rack, that's a sub brand of Nordstrom, and even the location isn't in the same locations that Nordstrom's in. The lo- Nordstrom Racks are in like the strip mall areas. <clears throat> And Nordstrom's are in, like, the major mall, you know, the Fashion Square malls. When you think of John Lumber Digital for 2019 and 20, yep, I'm stretching it out now. Now we're talking two years. Give me another five minutes. We'll have a five-year plan in a minute. But when you're thinking 19, 2019, 2020, do you see any possibility for some new brands considering – that you've created a John Loomer brand that's kind of hard to detach from. And I, I say that because I've been coaching a couple of, of uh, new, I've been volunteering time for coaching a, a couple of guys that are starting up and they want to they put their name all over it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to put my name on it because it, it has, it's so unique and I got the dot-com immediately. Mm. And I'm like, ah, oh, watch it because there's a little danger to doing that. So with all that being said, do you see any possibilities for some new brands or sub-brands in the future? In the future. Um, I think we toyed around with it a little bit with
0: the Ph.D. Entrepreneurs stuff. Mm That like, okay, where is this going to go? Because a few things to answer your question. Yeah, um, JohnLumer.com, I'm not selling JohnLumer.com. I'm not selling JohnLumer Digital. Anything with my name on it, not going to happen. Um, so, but that said, I think it's a good place to start and I'm still glad I started it as my name, uh, because every other brand name and things like that that went through my head, like, would I still be happy that I went with that name seven years later? Probably not. Um, cause I didn't even know where my business was going seven years ago, but what we could do is develop, like I've always long-term um, planned on creating some sort of brand that could be sold. So does that mean software? What does it mean? It means something that doesn't have my name in the title. <laughs> so yeah. that after selling it, I won't step back and s- see people ruining my name potentially. I don't say it's going to happen if I sell it, but it's like, well, now my name's attached to this this horrible thing. Um so yeah, but is that going to happen in 2019? I mean, it could be like early stages, um, but I don't expect a lot to happen there. 2020, it, possible. I mean, I don't, no. I don't plan on doing this 20 years from now. Uh, I don't even expect to be highly engaged in Facebook stuff. Say 10 years. Oh, hold on one second, we got to wait wait a minute. You there? Yeah. You you dropped off for a second. Yes. I don't I don't even expect to be highly engaged in Facebook stuff 10 years from now. Um so things like, oh yeah, finding new platforms like um should I run ads and on Google? Should I do YouTube? Should I do all like all that stuff is out there. Um And it's a possibility, but uh, for the most part, I'm thinking a refined status quo for 2019.
1: Sweet. All right. So then the last area customer growth. When you're a lot of people thinking about business growth, they think about business development, they think about who are the customers I'm not reaching yet, Hmm. who hasn't bought from me yet. Who what like who could I reach now with some new this, that, or the other? When it comes to customer growth for you for 2019, 20 and 21, what is what does it look like for you, for customers? Um, you know, it's interesting.
0: Um I I, I wrote a blog post in the last couple of weeks about you know targeting ads by country and like that that whole Exercise I went through to write that blog post, kind of open my eyes a little bit about where my customers are. So paying customers a little bit over 50% are in the United States. And then we've got like around 8% that are UK, I think Australia. And then we got Canada at like 5%, something like that. Um, and then so whatever, you do the math and we got you know, a quarter-ish left for the rest of the world. So could I expand more to the rest of the world? Could I expand more in those other three countries besides the United States? Because I was just looking at sales for my latest training program. It's weird, because I feel like I'm making more of an effort right now to expand globally. And like, as far as, far as how I'm spending money to run ads, It's like 75% of the the customers in that uh, new training program are from the U.S.
1: Whoa.
0: Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah, a little bit. But um, I think for me, um, so that's part of it, it's just at least being aware of geography. But um, for me, I think a better part of this is something we've always kind of had in the back of our minds is doing a better job of maybe attracting the right people and then going back to those same people and higher conversion rate eventually to get them to buy yeah. something. Um, I do Damn think I'm like doing that. a better job now of quality over quantity um, in terms of like, building my email list.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that. Well, if for those that are watching us, I was looking down at the annual plan from John Lumber Digital for the next three years. What? (laughs) I wrote this up in the middle of the night a couple Uh. of nights ago. I woke up at three in the morning and for four hours, I sketched out like this entire blueprint for an annual plan. And this was the first of eight areas. Business development was the first area. And I sat there and thought, as I, if I'm trying to figure out our relationship going forward, it's like, well, where do I fit? What would I enjoy doing? Like in an annual plan process, I'm like, do I like business development? Do I want to have more conversations about growth, you know, customers, marketplace, product? I'm not sure yet. So I developed that little roadmap and this was the first of eight dimensions of an annual plan that uh, you know, maybe we get a couple more of these discussions and before in the year on uh, you know what to think about in your annual plans awesome (laughs) i'm not gonna (laughs) are you shocked you look shocked like oh it sounds like more work
0: (laughs) i mean we'll see it's uh it's interesting because i i definitely don't think three years ahead Um, I wouldn't be able to put together anything like that with any confidence or any seriousness, because that, and it's one thing that I think annoys people who work with me. Like, I really don't want to think ahead more than a couple of months in reality, other than saying, this is what I'm gonna do next year, like, these, staying in these paths, as opposed to like, I'm gonna make these changes six months from now, and then, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Well, I enjoy that. That's like one of my skills or talents. Is I like in every assessment, leadership assessment I take, I score off the charts in visionary and innovation. And I do write this out. I will tell you, even PHC basic, I wrote that out years ago as a vision when you know we were getting into the advanced. Marketing, when we start, we used to, I don't know if we still state it now, but there was this advanced marketing uh, position that we took of, you know, teaching advanced marketing techniques. And I don't know if we, do we still position it like that now?
0: Yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't look at it as if PHC basic is just for beginners or anything like that. But it's more of an assumption Um, if you have the budget to join PHC Elite and you see the value in spending that much in PHC Elite, it's because you're spending a lot already on Facebook ads, so you see the value. Because if you're spending $100 a month in Facebook ads, PHC Elite makes no sense. Right. But if you're spending $100,000 a month in Facebook ads, spending $147 a month is like a crazy amount of sense. So I guess, you know, it's more based on assumption than like saying this is the way it's branded, this is advanced, and this is beginners. Ends up being mostly that way. Some of it ends up being like, just people don't want to spend the money, (laughs) they go to basic,
1: that's it. Yeah, cool, well that's all I got. You did an amazing job talking about what business development is and isn't. In your mind, when you think about 2019, 2021, and 22, Nee, no, we're not going there. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, JR.
0: Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, and by the way, just for talking about it, this is one of the things that's going away. So we talked about PhD Entrepreneurs. We talked about John and John. Uh, so John John's John is going to go away after the end of this year. Um, the podcast is going to be different in that I'm looking at probably just recording... Solo, once a month, maybe once every two months. I mean, that's what some I'm looking at, because it's a ma- it's again a matter of priorities, and that's, that's like a, a nice to have the pubcast, you know. So if we're not doing the John and Johns, I don't really record much with Andrew as much as I used to, because he's always busy. But you know, it's a matter of prioritizing your time, so.
1: I get it. I'm gritting my teeth right now.
0: Okay. (laughs) Maybe that's next week's topic. So anyway, thanks everybody again. Until next time, do awesome things. We're out.